When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome back to the Garibaldi Red podcast, a Nottingham Forest podcast. We're here today to look ahead to a big game, Forest v Villa. It seems like every game we call in big games at the minute, but with Forest travel to Villa Park for, I'd like to say, probably a nice clash to see in the Premier League between two good clubs full of history and character back in the Premier League and it's nice to have Forest Villa uh, as a clash in the Premier League to discuss all of the game, look ahead, a few injury uh, news and bits and pieces. Uh, joined by Dave Asprey, not with a strawberry milkshake today though, Dave. <laughs> no, Max, lemon and ginger tea pigs, only the best for Asprey. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good to be back, mate. Um, yes. It's been, uh, you know, some people might know I've, I've had a really tough two or three months and uh you know i just feel now that we're it, it it's okay to talk about football again for a while it felt trite and trivial but uh tomorrow's game is anything but trivial and it's uh i think it's a it's a great prospect two two european cup winning clubs uh going head to head in a in a fantastic stadium you know i mean we we've got a great stadium the best in the world and theirs isn't bad either so yeah looking forward to it max yeah, definitely. Um, and also, Dave, nice to see you back as you touched on there. Great to have you back on the Thank podcast you, and nice to be talking about Forest with you mm. again. Mm. Um, so we travel to Villa tomorrow, um, coming off the back of a, of, of, a, of a very positive result, really, against mm. West Ham. Let's just touch sure, on that yeah. game, actually, Dave, um, because mm. I haven't really spoken to you about it. Just a, just a, an, an all-round good performance from Forrest. A lot of people will say, well, West Ham played badly. Well, I actually think Forrest played very good and, and Forrest probably mm. didn't get that that credit mm. maybe sometimes they deserve. But, mm. you know, I know it's one game at a time, but something at the back of my head is kind of going, it actually feels like it's maybe coming together a little bit now. Mm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, Max. I think, I think there's um, sufficient period now to allow us hindsight to take a view of, of what's you know what's happening under Nuno, and I think it's. I think we're all generally agreed that the the football has been has been better. I think Steve ran out of road. I think he ran out of energy. He'd done incredible things, and you know he'll always be, you know, an icon of Nottingham Forest. But I think maybe he'd just sort of run out of a bit of gas. Nuno's come in, and um, I think with the exception of the Arsenal game. We've we've been in every we've been in every game. Some we've won, like Newcastle and Manchester United and West Ham, and others we we've, we've lost, but we've performed well. Brentford away, I thought, should have got a point against uh, Newcastle. Probably shaded affairs at D at Dean Court against Bournemouth. I think, you know, Arsenal for the first eighty five minutes were two or three tiers above Forest, uh, but even then, our lads didn't give up and came back and, and sort of made it a bit of a squeaky bum ending. Um, so I think you know, as a general perception, if you like, I think I think we're playing much more. 
well, I'm saying much more, but we're playing more yeah. front foot football, and I think we we carry more of a goal threat now than we did than we did previously. So uh, yeah, and but with regards to to last Saturday, Max, it was I I was wary. Uh, any team that you take on that has just had a severe thumping like West Ham had had at the London Stadium against Arsenal, you kind of think they'll clear the decks, they'll have a reset and they'll be tight and they'll be difficult to break down and they'll be hard to beat. And that didn't happen. Forest were on it from the word go. I was so proud of our lads last week. They're, they're a, they really are a smashing bunch. They're a decent bunch of young men, our lads, and they're, they're well worth my support as, you know, as people. And they came out last week and they gave a really, they put in a great shift. They were honest. They were on it. And they were the better side from minute one to minute 95 or 96, whatever it was. And and I think 2-0 flattered West Ham. I thought we were, you know, if you think that, you know, Anthony had a shot early on, Morgan had a shot early on. You know, Anthony had a volley that was tipped over the bar by Ariola, who who actually, in many ways, many respects, Alphonse Ariola was the best player on the park, and that tells you of the superiority that Forrest enjoyed and, and actually went and got for themselves. So you know, it was great credit to Forrest. I mean, there were other chances as well. You know, I think yeah, Danilo had two fantastic yeah. efforts. Yates he came on, he got involved as well, and and yeah, I, our lads were. Well worth that victory. It was. I thought it was terrific. It was a. Re- it was a. It was a game to lift the spirits, mate. You know, it was a terrific effort by our lads. Yeah, it was a good win. It felt like a little bit mm. like last season with the atmosphere back at the City Ground it as well. Did. It, it, yeah, it did. It just it did, felt, Max, absolutely. Yeah. It just felt that that kind of magic was was coming mm. back, really. Um, which is mm. what we all sing about, isn't it? With Forest and Magic on and off. We do, yeah, we do, mate. Yeah, so it sometimes needs to be a lot more magic. Um, let's mm. look ahead to tomorrow, and and we kind of talk about you mentioned um, Anthony Alanga there and, and Callum Hudson Odoi. Taiwo has a bit of a knock. He got picked up a bit of a knock in the in the mm. game. I will say, mm. as we're recording this this morning. Um, the press conference hasn't taken place with Nuno. That takes place this afternoon uh, later mm. on. So any injury mm. news uh, we haven't got yet. Um, but mm. Taiwo has got a knock. Nuno's been very quiet about it. We don't know whether he'll feature. Uh, but mm. the likelihood is maybe potentially uh, Divock Origi will start. Forrest really only option now on the bench mm. given Chris Woods mm. out injured. Yeah. But even with Origi up front, and this is no disrespect to Origi, Dave, but you look at the likes of Anthony Alanga and Callum Hudson-Odoi and, and, and more Hudson-Odoi recently that are full, mm. in co- full of confidence. These are two mm. these are two players that have really, really almost thrived under Forest under mm. Nuno recently. Mm. That front mm. three is um, that front three is is very lethal and could probably do Villa damage tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, we've we all of a sudden we've developed a really good attacking core there if you like I, I mean our front four I was was on a stream last night and, and it wasn't me it was it was guys who support other clubs saying blimey Forest front four is, is worth noticing worth taking note of I mean you know Taiwo you know Taiwo is becoming sort of talisman really um you know he, he plays and he scores basically Taiwo and then obviously Anthony and, and Callum are now giving him service and support and they're both playing really, really well in their own right. I mean, I think Callum has been absolutely outstanding uh, in the last three or four games. I mean, I think he's scored in every game. He looks to take his man on. He's exciting. He, you know, every time 
you know, we sit in the trend 10, Max, and, and every time Callum gets the ball, everybody's sort of standing up straight away. Go on, Callum, take him on, take him on. And he's a player you can really warm to. I think he's, a, you know, he's, he's got good character. And he, he's, I mean, him and Anthony are on rescue missions of their careers, if you like. It's, you know, Callum fell down the pecking order at Chelsea. I mean, there was a time not too long ago where he could have gone to Bayern Munich, I think, for 70 million or something. And we got him for 3 million. He he might yet prove to be a mid-hour scattergun, um, you know, recruitment policy. Callum might yeah. prove to be an absolute diamond there. I think, I think he's playing really, really well. He seems to be really enjoying his football. He seems to be enjoying being part of the club. He's obviously, you know, en enjoying, if you like, the camaraderie he's having with, like, you know, Anthony Langer and Taiwo Wanyi and, and Morgan. And, and, you know, the four of them, you look at those four and you think there are goals there. And any club in this division, even the real big guns, you know, the, the giants at the top, and we're going to be playing two of those in the next seven days, you know, after this Villa game. They're going to say, hang on a minute, them four need looking after and need dealing with, you know. And 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 I think it's a, it's a good blend that we've got. There. And with regard to Divock Origi, I watched the highlights again this week. And there's a, there's an, <laughs> there's like a backheel volley to set Nico Williams up to pull the ball across for the second goal. And it's like a thing of wonder. You know, so, I mean... His best we, contribution uh, so far, probably, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. You know, and, and he scored, I think he scored against... Um, he scored against... Uh, was it Blackpool in the Cup or... Uh, it was like, Bristol was it? City. Bristol, Bristol City. City. Bristol City, beg your pardon. You know, and, you know, Divock Origi, let's, let, let's, let's not be about the bush. Divock Origi has scored in a Champions League final for Liverpool. You know, so the guy's got ability. And I just think there's just been a gradual progression of him and lots of us. I mean... You go back three or four months and you can't, we were all saying, where are the goals going to come from? And at that time, let's take Chris Wood. Chris, people were like, well, is this guy past it? Can he still do a job? And now, now Woody is seen as part of the furniture, part of the fabric of the club. So I think attacking-wise, I think we look, I, I think we'll get a goal tomorrow. I really do. Um, it's just a matter of whether Ollie Watkins and Co get more than we yeah. do. I, I think it's. A, I think it's a, I tell you what, Max. It's a fascinating game in prospect, and it reminds yeah. me. I have the same sort of feelings about this game that I had going to Newcastle on Boxing Day, where I kind of thought, we're, you know, we're not going to be favourites. We're up against a side that is, you know, a European side. Yeah, Newcastle have been Champions League. Villa, I think, are still in Europe. They're in this Europa conference shield yeah. vase whatever it's called you know and i just got this feeling that forest must, might just go there tomorrow and, and put up a good show you know i mean i'll take a point now but i said that about newcastle and we ended up winning 3-1 at newcastle and we, and we played i mean the second half of newcastle was absolutely superb so it's just got that feeling that it's a it's a club in the higher echelon i mean all logic states that villa should win but as I said last night to somebody, logic and football often go in, you know, different directions. So just got a, oh, I don't know, just got a sneaky feeling for us tomorrow to make it difficult. But let's, let's make no bones about it. Aston Villa are a good side, brilliantly managed. I mean, their progression, you know, since Unai Emery came in, is just, it's just remarkable. And, and they're good to watch, you know. But Max, yeah. they've only won two of their last seven. And they just dropped off their standard a little bit. I mean, they were, they, having said that, 
they kind of righted the ship at Fulham last week. They were very good in winning at Fulham. And that's, as we know, <laughs> it's not an easy place to go when nope. we had we had our lowest moment for years, I think, at Fulham before Christmas. So, you know, we lost 5-0 at Fulham and on a form line through Fulham, Villa had just won 2-1. So you kind of think home banker tomorrow. And, and all the neutrals are saying home banker tomorrow. But, you know, there's just that little sensation in me in me gut that says, you know, there I is. think you might do something. Do you know what, Dave? My first three weeks of doing this podcast, I think it was two weeks, Forrest had that performance against Fulham. We sacked Steve Cooper. We appointed <laughs> Nuno. We had, we had the points deduction. We had all this mm. stuff. It was like podcast mm. every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it was, yeah. But that's what yeah, we're here for, to talk about football. Um, right, Absolutely. let's quickly go and get the opposition view from Dan from the Claret and Blue Villa podcast. I caught up with him earlier this week and here's what he had to say. Dan, good to see you, mate. Thanks for uh, chatting to us for the opposition view for Forest v Villa today. Um, let's start then big game i suppose mm -hmm. in terms of at villa park nice to see forest villa back in the premier league as well two big clubs um and forest coming to the back of it with a decent win um you looking forward to the game i am yeah i can't, I can't wait to get back to villa park it's uh weirdly it feels like a long time even though, though it isn't really uh just any time watching unai emery ball is is a fun time to be had for, for villa fans at the moment so yeah thoroughly looking forward to it and yeah, we've had some good games, haven't we? You, you yeah. know, over the years, the five-five springs to mind as a, as a Villa Park one. But yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly excited to get back over there on on the weekend. Let's touch on 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 this season for Villa. Um, I mean, how good has it been under Unai Emery so far? Oh, it's just unreal, really. Like you have to pinch yourself every so often. Obviously, doing the podcast as well, where we get to speak about it and overanalyze every every single thing that happens during the games is. It's a real pleasure most of the time. Uh, I've had a bit of a blip recently, I think, uh, up until obviously the, the most recent fixture of beating Fulham and Sheffield United a couple of weeks ago. But um, we lost Pau Torres to injury in December, I think, or late November. And, and since then, we kind of went off the ball a little bit because he's he's just that important to the way Emery wants to build up from the back and, and progressing the ball forwards. Uh, he came back and started against Fulham last time out and we won. And we were on our podcast, we were like, that's no coincidence because everything kind of goes through him. In the 25 games, I think it was, when Emery came in last year after Gerrard, he got 49 points, which is incredible in, in the second half of the season. And he's done exactly the same so far. 25 games played, 49 points again. So super consistent over the course of a year. Uh, and if we chip away at that over the next, what, 13 games, is it, I think, including this yeah. one? We should be up in the top five and fingers crossed that gets Champions League for us and where we were under Gerard a couple of years ago, like thinking, oh, where where are we headed here under this manager? To literally a couple of years later, eighteen months later, talking about we might get into the Champions League is has been some journey, and that is down to to Unai Emery. So I'd be building the statue outside Villa Park if, if it was up to me. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's been good to see, to be fair, you know, big club like Villa. I think there's a lot of similarities between Forest and Villa as well, kind of being out in the Premier League for so long and, yeah. and now back there and obviously Villa doing, well, a lot You're better than Forest. Winners, of course, as everyone yeah, knows. Yeah, exactly. Um, although everyone says that we bang on about it too much. Um, <laughs> I suppose when you look at, at Forest and Villa, what message would you give to, to the Forest fans and also to Forest as a club, if we wanted to try and replicate Villa's success, you came up in 2019, you beat Derby Forest in the playoff final and Forest will always be grateful for that. I think Forest hope maybe in the next four to five years, we'd be in a similar position to as you guys are now, really. That's a great question. Good luck, probably, is my, is my <laughs> message, message to you. It's, it's not easy. 
Uh, like I said, just we were kind of heading towards relegation, really, under Gerard, I felt. It was, it was that bad. And I suppose the similarities, uh, maybe Forest fans will disagree here, but from my, my perspective, I would say that the promotion to the Premier League, similar to Forest in a way that you have to go on a great run to finally get there, both going up through the playoffs. Obviously, our manager at the time was Dean Smith, who we had a, a great connection with as a Villa fan. And Cooper wasn't a Forest fan, but he, he had that sense that he understood the club, he understood the, he understood the area, and you had that real connection with him. Villa's sacking of Smith when it wasn't really going well led to Gerard, and it was kind of like, well, we've kind of had the good days under Smith now, but he's not going to take us where we need to go. We need to make that change now. And we go to Gerard and get it horribly wrong. And it's only the, the failures of Gerard that have led to Emery in a, in a roundabout way. So we've kind of, I don't want to say fell lucky with it, but sacking our, sacking our version of Cooper was wrong for us to do because it, it led to Gerard. And hopefully for Forest fans, not this weekend though, for, uh, Cooper going to Nuno won't be the disastrous appointment and it's, and it's the one that comes after Nuno is the one that, that gets you success. But we've got a world-class manager. When he came to Villa, Villa was 17th. But there's still something about it that he, he he saw that challenge and there's obviously very wealthy ownership there. There was a lot of great players that were underperforming and he maybe saw something in that as an opportunity to, to get us back where we are now. I don't think anyone would have predicted us to be going for Champions League and stuff. When Emery took over, we thought, well, let's just get into the top half first and we'll see that as, as some kind of success. So message to Forrest is that you need that bit of luck to be able to attract a great manager and hopefully as I say Nuno is that for you it can be done I suppose is the message if you've got ownership that are willing to back you and willing to invest FFP permitting where, where it's allowed to be the kind of infrastructure I suppose is there for Forrest as a big club with a stadium and a city behind them and it's got that kind of feeling with it past glories ready to kind of be reignited and all that kind of thing it can be done but you've got to get your your, your ownership um obviously invested and, and, and producing the funds required to build a team you need to get the right manager in place and you've got to get your recruitment right and I think if you can do all of those and get like a perfect harmony between all of them which Villa feel like they have yeah it can be done that you progress yourself back into Europe but I'm not sure whether that's feasible for Forrest at the moment would you do you feel different? I think yeah there's a long way away yeah, for Forrest I think, yeah I think it is I think I think given the 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 possible points deduction I mean look we could be sat here yeah. in, in six months time saying that Forrest aren't aren't a Premier League side anymore let's hope that that's not the case but I think it, I think I think it will just take time and I think there's been uncertainty off the pitch with the ownership and with a scattergun recruitment as you like so there's got to be more more people in place and probably more plans but but Fingers crossed. You mentioned the similarities between Villa and, and, and Forest. I suppose the, the thing maybe you'd look at and hold your hat on a little bit is that, that Nuno maybe is the kind of template to follow if he's the guy that you've picked at the moment and you're going to be with him for the next two, three, four years. He got Wolves into Europe who were probably overachieving to get where, where they got to. So rather than try and think, well, Villa and Forest got promoted fairly recently. They're kind of two big clubs. Can we, can we emulate that? I suppose if you can emulate what Nuno did at Wolves at yeah. Forest, that would be a good starting point. Yeah, definitely. And he's had a good start, you know, yeah, yeah. since since he's come in. I mean, the football for me, he's playing is is much better, sadly, than it was under Steve Cooper. You know, it pains me to say it, but Forest look brighter going forward. They look more attacking. It's just defensively and kind of silly errors that have cost Forest recently. So um, they've just got to kind of sound them out. Um, let's look ahead to the game. Who's Villa's biggest threat? I mean, I can pick out a few who, who, who scare me. Um, I mean, the whole side <laughs> at the minute and the whole club. But but who would you be saying to Forest fans travelling to Villa Park on Saturday to to watch out for in a way? 
I suppose the obvious two in terms of the word threat would be the forward options, um, Watkins and Bailey, I suppose. Were they, were they on your list? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, Bailey's been like a man uh, possessed this season at times. I, I, I'd written him off on our podcasts uh, at various stages last year. He, he was very injury prone, kind of joked about his hamstrings being made out of cheese strings and all these kind of things, which is probably quite disrespectful to a Premier League footballer. But, you know, you have a couple of good games, then break down, you think there's just no consistency from him. Villa have been riddled with injuries this year, some serious, serious ones as well, with three ACLs, which is unheard of, frankly. And Bailey's been injury-free all season, which is the, the irony of how football goes sometimes. And he's having his best season for us. And Watkins, the other one, I suppose, is, is somebody who I, I think is a world-class striker. And I know a lot of fans will disagree with that because you see him on match of the day missing chances and going four or five games without scoring. But then he goes on patches where he scores every single week and he looks absolutely lethal, as he did at Fulham at the weekend. He's unbelievable and, and one of the best strikers in in the division, in my opinion. So, in terms of threat from a who's going to going to punish you in terms of scoring goals, it'd be those two. But players like Douglas Louis is a brilliant. Pau Torres is a great footballer in kind of setting things off. So, a lot of areas that Forest need to be to be careful of. But kind of Watkins paying off the shoulder and spinning centre backs and running in behind is something that I think might you might see at Villa Park on Saturday. Dave, when you look at a club like Villa, and I kind of touched on it in the intro. Big club, big stadium, mm. doing really mm. well at the minute. We, mm. you know, mm. you talked about just before Dan came on about the the progress that Unai Emery has made for them. It's just nice to see this fixture back in the Premier League, and it's nice to see Villa actually doing quite well, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, it it it, it it's a sort of game that should be in the Premier League. I mean, we played them in the Championship a few times. <laughs> Remember that five five at Villa Park that night, which was just. You know, it was like a psychedelic trip of a football match that, you know, which it was like bonkers. It was probably the most bonkers match there's ever been. Yeah. But, you know, these are two great clubs. You know, we've got two European Cups. They've only got the one, remember. But, you know, it, it it's it's just set up to be a really, really good game. It, it's, it's soaked in history, this game. And, um, you know, but it's in the here and now. And I... As I said to you, mate, I just think it's 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 tantalising. As I say, everybody thinks it's home banker, but you never know. You never know. I I I really like what we're doing at the moment. I think we are getting towards a settled side. Um, I've got to give a big shout out to my little Argentinian mate, Nicolas Dominguez. I think he's a smashing player. He's he's like a dog with a bone. He can't let go of that lad, can he? You know, he's he's sort of ter- you know getting into tackles and winning stuff and. You know he's doing a good thing. When, when all, I remember talking to the to some Bournemouth people, and they were like, "God, what a little, you know, four-letter yeah. word he is." And he kind of think, "Well, then Nicholas Dominguez is obviously doing something right." If that's what opposition, you know, fans think, I think he's terrific. I mean, Murillo, the the Mikel, you know, Murillo was already getting his own highlight reel of iconic moments, you know, from the run at Crystal Palace. I mean, last week he's dealing with Mikel Antonio. One on one was just for for a young lad making his way in the game. And let's remember, he's not he's not been playing professional football that long. Murillo it was a fantastic effort, you know. Um, he he's developing all the time. So I think we are getting towards, you know, an accepted starting lineup that isn't going to go, isn't going to change him. I felt there was too much chaos before, yeah. too much fluidity. You know, that seems to be setting that. That said, Willie Ibrahim and Ola are all back now after AFCON and their heroics there. 
and it'll be interesting to see what Nuno does with regard to those, you know. Um, but my view is, if it was me, don't change the winning side. I mean, the, the, the lot who played last week earned earn the right to start again. They they earned their shirts. Um, yeah. And it's just a matter of... And as you, as you, you said, um, Max, the Tyro situation is interesting. I, I saw... I think uh, Colin interviewed Tyro after last week's game. And he and, and and Colin made mention of Taiwo having to go off for a knock, but Taiwo, Taiwo was like not so. No, he said it was all part of an accepted plan that he would play sixty sixty five, and then Divock would come on. So, you know, I, I suspect Taiwo will be all right. Um, if he's not, then Divock will have to do the job. And you know, he he came on last week and he had a hand in the goal. So, you know, our, our lads. From I think from a psychological point of view, our lads are in a, in a good a good moment uh, right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think I think like I say on the quiet, they'll they'll fancy their chances at Villa Park, and it'll help that they're written off. You know, yeah. sometimes I mean, <laughs> take Luton Town for example, written off, written off, written off, written off. They get to a game against Sheffield United at Kenilworth Road, and everybody expects them to win, and lo and behold, they lost it. Mm. You know, so it it's it's where you kind of place yourself in the context of a game. And I think Forrest are at the point tomorrow where they're quite happy to kind of get into Villa Park under the radar. And, uh, you know, I just hope they play better than they did uh, in, in April last year or whenever it was where yeah. we were we were outclassed, really, uh, yeah. and never really in the game. It'd be nice to go there and actually stick a flag in the ground and say, we're Nottingham Forest. You're going to have to work hard, Villa, to beat us. That'd be nice, just as a start point. Who do you fear mm. most tomorrow, Dave, from a Villa point of view? You've got to be looking at probably Ollie, Ollie Watkins, the front man. Mm. Yeah, Ollie, Wat Ollie Watkins is uh, uh, in great form. He, he's quick. He puts, you know, he's, he's got great movement. Uh, <laughs> I'd love him to play for us. I think that's always the thing to say about a guy. You know, would, would you like to see him in a, in a Gary Baldy red? Yeah, I'd love to see Ollie Watkins in a Gary Baldy red. He's an excellent player. Matty Cash playing. You know, Matty Cash has proved how good our academy has. He's gone on to Villa and he's he's actually progressed. You know, he's playing international football for Poland now. Kashi, Kashi's always, you know, going to be a danger because he's quick and he's a really good overlapping fullback, you know. Um, I like Diaby. Leon Bailey, very useful. Yeah. Um, they've got good players all over the park. You know, they've got a World Cup winning goalkeeper in goal. Although, having said that, at the City ground, he kind of blotted his copybook, you know, for Oral Mangala's goal. But, where I do think uh, Forrest could have some joy is that I don't think Villa will have their first choice centre central defensive uh, duo out. So I think it's going to be Pau Torres and uh, Longley who would not be their first choice centre off. They're, they're still going to be really good because Villa, have, I think Villa have got really good depth in their squad. But you know maybe if our if our front four or as we we've seen and, and as we hope they'll be tomorrow, I think there's uh, there's a possibility that we could have some joy there, but we're going to have to work really hard. And and the, the very first requirement is yes. humility, humility and hard work and feet on the ground. And then we go from there, mate. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, hate to ask you, Dave, but finally, then your prediction tomorrow, can you see possibly, I went actually with, with Dan on, on, on the preview. I said that Forrest would, draw I think it'll be quite high score and I, th I think it'll be a 2-2 draw tomorrow I fancy a draw as well Max and <laughs> I'm so unoriginal mate I'm such a such a leader not a follower you know a follower, we go 5-5 five, five again 
uh, I think it'd be six six, Max. I think it'd be six six. I think Tammy Abraham will score six for them, and Lewis Graben will score six for us. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, I think it will be a really entertaining game, but I think this, you know, slightly adjusted Forest will go there, and they won't just go there and sit and try and contain it and contain Villa. They won't go and think, right, let's let's damage limitation. I think Forest will think, no, let, you know, why not? Let's go and have a go. I mean, our disgruntled PE teacher, Mr. Espiritu Santo, I'll tell you what, when he walks up and down that touch, like, it, it reminds me of like nasty PE teachers I had in the past who I was really wary of. You know, you wouldn't forget your Mr. Espiritu Santo, I forgot me kit. You know, wouldn't like to get on the wrong side. He's, I think his press conferences, Max, are legendary because he just treats all of the questions as if they're the most banal suggestions he's ever heard. You know, he's, he, he kind of look at him, his facial expressions are like, well, what do you expect me to say? You know, what I, mean? I think he finds them. And I tell you what, I love his program notes. We used to get, we used to get like chapter and verse from Steve. No, no, two sentences. We have to try and improve. Thank you for your support. <laughs> and he's great. The thing with Nuno is, I think he's simplified a lot of stuff actually. And I think he'll 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 say to our lads, "You've got a chance to do this." I mean, the way I look at it, a win tomorrow would be huge, mate. It, it would come out of the blue. It would rattle the other six around us because I think it's a bottom seven. I think it's Luton, Sheffield United and Burnley, Everton, us, Palace and Brentford. And of those seven, we've had the best week. You know, Sheffield United lost five at home. Burnley lost five at home. Luton have lost twice in four days, admittedly to United and Liverpool. You know, Palace and Everton drew. Brentford have lost twice in, in four days. We've won. Now, if we were to win tomorrow, I mean, Palace and Burnley play each other, so one of those, one of those, or either of them are going to are going to sort of falter a bit. If we were to win tomorrow, I think it'd be huge, and it would it would be it would be alarming for the other six because the other six would think, "Blimey, Forest have gone to Villa Park and won." Ooh, that's a, that that would be a real it would be a real statement. Um, I think to win at Villa Park tomorrow, it, it would it would put. The cat among the pigeons, the others, the other six around us. And, you know, we're on 24. Palace and Brentford have got 25. If they think they're not in it, they are. And Palace and Brentford have sleepwalked into it. I've, I've always thought we were in, in it. And I think our club generally have always thought we were in it. Maybe not at the start of the season when we were playing quite well. But we yeah, I think spot. given the points deduction. Yeah, I think given... Uh, yeah, absolutely. I know, and that's point. another thing. We need, to, we need to build up a cushion uh, to absorb any points deduction that might come. But I just think, um, you know, Brentford and Palace in particular have to readjust their thinking. They're in it. I know Palace will think that we've got Glasner in now and we're going to, like, you know, motor away. But, you know, I've got a funny thing. I think Crystal Palace have, have uh, uh, dropped something this week or, or last week. I mean, to bring a new manager in while your previous manager is in a hospital bed, I think it, la it lacks respect and it lacks empathy. And I think that kind of thing will come back on you. I always want the moral high ground, always Max. Yeah, and you know if, if that if that was if that was Nottingham Forest manager in a bed in hospital poorly, and Forest were like bringing another guy and be like, oh hang on a minute, hang on a minute, you know fair's fair. Let's treat somebody with human dignity and respect. And I think Palace have not exactly covered themselves in glory. Glasner's a fine coach. What he did with, with Frankfurt is there for all to see, but I just think it's not a not a good thing to do, you know. So I mean Everton at Brighton. They won 5-1 there last year. Will they do it again? I don't know. 
Blades, uh, Blades play Wolves on, on Sunday. Wolves are a good side. They just won at Tottenham. Neto's out of this world at the moment. So, you know, I think if Forrest go about their business and, you know, the first thing, give a good account of yourself. Even if we get beat, let's let's stress Filler out. A point would be terrific. Three points, mate. Whew, I think my head might just explode, but um, we'll see. You know, there's uh, there's lots there's opportunities there for Forest tomorrow. You know, in in the actual in the game itself, and then in what goes around it in terms of the table and our rivals and making a statement. So I think there's lots for Forest to go and grab there tomorrow if they're good enough. And uh, time will tell about that. Best behaviour, mm. please, tomorrow, Dave, at Villa Park. I know what you like <laughs> on an away day. Strawberry, yeah, I, strawberry I'm looking, milkshakes, something like that. Strawberry milkshakes, mate. Um, I'm looking forward again to the... Uh, I had a tray of curry and chips, Max, in the Doug Ellis stand last year. And you kind of think, oh, it's just curry and chips. And it was fantastic. And and the folks who served me, the, the folks who were working on the on the, the sort of food bar underneath that, they're absolutely lovely. So... I'm definitely going to have a curry, curry sauce and chips. It just depends. If it's if it's raining, then I'm not going to bother, you know, because I don't want rain all over me curry and chips. But we'll see. I'm just Max. It's just. I mean, it's something like you say. We both yeah. said something to really look forward to. I mean, this is a great week to be a Nottingham Forest fan coming up. Aston Villa away in the Premier League. Manchester United at home in the fifth round of the FA Cup, and then the league leaders Liverpool at home in the Premier League next week. I mean. If you love football like I do, and that's a week from heaven. That's that's those. These are the kind of. I tell you what, Max. I saw some social media posts this week <laughs> from some people who said they'd rather be back in the championship because oh well, we've got a chance of winning and we'll get a ticket and all this stuff. No, 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 no. I want to stay in the Premier League. I want to play. I want to play Aston Villa, Manchester United, and Liverpool in a week rather than and no disrespect, Rotherham United, Sheffield Wednesday, and Huddersfield Town. Let me put it like that. And I just yeah. think our, our lads at the moment have a look about them. You kind of think we, we might be all right, but you know, I've often we'll fallen over after saying things like that, mate. You know, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Mm. Fingers Onwards crossed, Forest. We yeah. will see you next week for our uh, review of the game on Villa, and uh, Monday for our main episode. Uh, do take care. Remember, we're across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Garibaldi Red. So drop us a like, share, and review. If you do enjoy, Dave, thank you and fingers crossed for three points tomorrow. Have a great, uh, well, have a great time if you're there at Villa Park tomorrow. Enjoy it if you're watching on the telly and we'll see you all very soon. Take care.